Little mice fell in a bucket of cream. The first mouse quickly gave up and drowned. The second mouse wouldn't quit. He struggled so hard that eventually he turned that cream into butter and crawled out. Gentlemen, as of this moment, I am that second mouse. It's amazing. He's talking about motorcycle insurance. Now let's start the show. Step So, Connor, welcome to the Second Mouth Podcast. Um, yeah, dude. Thanks for having me. Do, yeah, let's do a quick rapid fire. Who are you? Who is your daddy? What does he do? Ooh. Was the election stolen? Yes or no? Is and... <laughs> yeah, I mean, some people think this, think so. Uh, but no, uh, my name is Connor. I uh, I've been working and making alcohol for the last four years. Um, so I'm currently have been distilling and making spirits uh, for yeah, going to my third year uh, doing that. Um, uh, it's been pretty fun learn how to make all that type of stuff. How many stuff. people have gone blind off of your swill? <laughs> Zero. Hopefully. Nothing recorded. What would you say the best thing you make? The best thing? Uh, uh, gin. Yes. Definitely. Uh, definitely a big, big fan of gin. You're speaking Gato's language right now. Perfect. It's my love language. It's lovely. It, it's kind of... Uh, a lot of people overlook it nowadays. Unfortunately. Um, but contemporary gins have come, um, like a lot of, like even the smaller distillers are doing a lot of unique stuff um, and, you know, shouldn't be passed on. Because you can just take one of those and put it with your favorite seltzer and it's fucking fire, usually all the time. So can you talk to us about what that process to brew, I guess, to distill gin, what does that look like starting from the beginning? And then take us through that entire process. And then what is it like at the, what's the end product? Yeah, so, um, so the whole beginning aspect, it depends on what you want your initial uh, neutral spirit to be. So you, you start with vodka. Um, so whether you want it to be potato or corn or you know, whatever, uh, those are the two usually most popular choices. Um, and then you make your vodka. So you'll, you, know, you grind all that stuff down, um, cook it add some yeast to let it ferment and eat all those sugars. They'll, and then they'll convert all those sugars into, uh, into alcohol. And then the initial um, stripping of the alcohol, uh, you put that uh, mash after it's done fermenting into a still. So you take like a natural spirit? Is that what, what was the term again? Uh, a neutral spirit. A neutral sp- a spirit. And then... So like once you yeah once you strip all that alcohol and then you do you'll then you do your second run which is called your spirit run um, and that's when you get your vodka or like you know your high proof stuff um, and that 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 is essentially your 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 neutral spirit you know vodka shouldn't or taste like anything um, that's why it goes well in so many cocktails uh, so once you have that and that's what you're using as your as your you know, your base uh, spirit. Um, then you get to have some fun. 
um, because whatever you want to do a gin, you, you only need two things. It's juniper and coriander. Um, oh. And um, uh, there's a third one. Why am I blanking on it? That's, that's um, wild, though. The, the, uh, but those the are the coriander. two kind of, yeah, those are the two main ingredients um, that are used. And I'm blanking on the third, um, which is not good. But. <laughs> Oh. You can put whatever else you want in into it, and that's when you get to play, have fun and, and play with different flavor profiles and uh, and kind of see what actually might you know get distilled. And you can you can you can be super creative or freaky or weird with it. Um, I knew someone that actually tried to um, distill pizza. Um, yeah. Um, Results may vary. Lot of people, that one, huh? Yeah, it wasn't good. Apparently, they use pepperoni pizza. Different story. Yeah, exactly. You never know. Um, but there, no, there's some, there's some crazy ones. There's just people in Australia who um, they they run their gin over, um, or you know, just spirit over ants and distill it with the ants. Um, because like, I mean, it gives off like um. Like, like the citric acid flavor from it obviously gives you that um that, that citrus profile um it's so it's a bizarre way to, to cut you you could but i mean then the notion of it is like that's kind of local to them and like abundant um and yeah they could but they're also it's like you do you can go for a classic you know normal gin or you can kind of have that bizarre you know you know story to yours and that could be you know, it could be all oh, marketing as well um, trying to get your name out there with something bizarre and crazy. Um, and these guys definitely have. One of these bottles runs like $400. Oh, I was going to actually ask you, like, what, what's the name of that brand? Because I would love to love to find out what's going on with this. Uh, it was called, it was, no. yeah, it was called, it was called Anti Gin. Okay. A N T Y Gin. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah, somewhere oh. in, uh, I don't think in Australia, the distillery did that. Anti Gin um, Down Under, Governor. Wait. Yeah. Oh, but there's some really cool stuff. Um, like I think there's another Australian uh, distiller called Four Pillars, and they do a wine-soaked gin, uh, and it's phenomenal. That sounds good. Yeah, it's like pur- it's like in purple in color. It's it's absolutely gorgeous looking, and it tastes so good. Um, yeah, there's like color changing gins and stuff. Yeah, like and that's, that's, that's a that's a huge. One, right? Yeah, or it's it's only like the the British. Um, they British, love a thing called a pink gin. Um, so I was pink in color, but um, I had one. It was like a rhubarb gin, also quite nice. Um, that does sound like a good time. Yeah, and then like I said, you just you know take that like a, rhub- like a rhubarb gin, mix that with you know some some seltzer or some shit, and yeah, you're gonna have a good time. So for somebody who who does this for a living. I think it's fair to say that gin, at least in the United States, is kind of a bum rap, or it's it, less popular than others, right? I, I would, I would, I would agree. So, um, what do you think that's the reason for? Is it just like people are just used to drinking like beef eater out of like a plastic bottle? That's it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, that beef eater is still the biggest name out there. You go into any bar, that's on the shelf, regardless. Yeah. So the, like the London, the classic London dry gin, is what everyone is association with it. Uh, I feel like when they when they hear gin, um, and they kind of get pushed off, uh, put off by that. Which you know, even for me, yeah, it's not my favorite. I don't know, it's yeah. not what I'm going to go to. 
um I, I appreciate it and you know kind of you know their their style and everything um but it's definitely you know it's not on my shelf yeah um, yeah i don't think but there, but there are some like often. you know new contemporary iterations of uh london dry gins that are you know that aren't terrible but you know they're still going to give you that classic today's profile taste profile um so yeah like even like bombay sapphire you know kind of what what, what typical people um, can't afford um, that's another kind of unfortunate thing sometimes yeah. because of the some botanicals are like super niche or rare or kind of um, specific to a certain area it can get expensive um, getting them all the time um, so if you have a botanical bill um, that you need to kind of play into that you can't just expect those those plants to be um available all year round uh, for you that's good um so that's like another thing so some some bottles might like the answer might be fucking stupid expensive um and you know not you know you're not gonna find that on my shelf <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not spending 400 dollars on a bottle um unless, unless i know i'm gonna have it for for a little bit um but you know they know people will and uh, it'll be on their shelves and you know you're gonna pay 30 dollars for a shot and that's another thing people shouldn't like people a lot of people think of like drinking gin as a shot which even most people don't like um it's hard to drink gin alone um it takes a while drinking alone is fine drinking gin alone is that's not a good night that. oh i don't know what you're gonna I, that was my other night <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen gin as like a shot. Always to me, me neither. Like is a yeah, it was, yeah, exactly. Because we just know how to drink. Yeah. <laughs> you know one thing, Connor. What would you say was something that you always wanted to do, or was this something that you kind of like realized <clears throat> that? And um, I kind of actually uh, fell into it. Um, I um, was you know was teaching um, and came back and, and my, my certi certification had expired um, when I was overseas. And then um, I was able to get a foot in the door at a local vineyard. Um, and I still worked there um, in my fifth year there. But after my first year, I was able to uh, get into the cellar and learn how to make wine. Um, and I did that for a year. And then, which I really enjoyed, just a lot of downtime outside of the non-harvest season. But it is actually very, um, it's, a, it's, it's very romantic in a way, because I, I know all the, you know, the wine I worked on, I didn't get to see it for two years. And then now that I'm actually seeing, uh, seeing it and drinking it and seeing people drink it and enjoy it, you know, it, you know actually, you know, makes you smile. Whereas, you know, the, the liquor, kind of a more like an everyday grind and you know, you know people mm -hmm. are just gonna you know throw these back shots back you know drink, just drink, drink, you know cocktails and everything doesn't have that same sentimentality um i don't know why if it just you know, takes that long to curate i mean bourbon's a little you know has that kind of feeling too because you have to store it away for you know several years um so that's kind of a little kind of a, a little more along those lines things that kind of take time um, do, you, do you have a bourbon that's like currently right now like growing with age or yeah, yeah, we um, you know, we have a couple of barrels actually that we need to dump pretty soon because they're they're of age. 
Um, when and... you say dump, that that isn't like throw it down the drain, right? Uh, yeah, correct. Yeah, no, <laughs> dump as in, like they're ready to ready to throw it out. You're gonna have like alcohol yeah, rights, like activists, yeah. like picketing you, like stop the abuse. <laughs> yeah, correction. We will not be dumping it down the drain. We'll be using it and bottling it. Oh, the good times. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that's always fun, and every barrel always tastes a little different, so that's always unique. What's the oldest barrel you have right now for a bourbon? I think it is. I mean, because our, our our place isn't that old. We're I think into our third year, so I think yeah, that's going to be a, a three a, third, a three year barrel. Uh, I think it is, it is the oldest at the moment. Has has the longer you've been doing this, working working with these different spirits, and kind of have you have you been able to tune your palate to notice those differences? over time because i sometimes feel like when i'm drinking like or tasting like bourbons or like not gins because gins are very flavorful but like bourbons or something if i have like three after like three different bourbons i can no longer taste the difference (laughs) yeah no it's hard no it's still hard and that that is kind of a a funny thing um that you bring that up i I was just having a, a conversation with that with um with this other guy um i just befriended because he was a judge at you know a competition and last time I was like, you know, I was like, how do you sit there all day? I was like, just you went through like 150 tastes and be able to like, you know, the, the last like 50 or whatever. How can you, you know, how does that work out? Uh, he says, with, just with time. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we're a little older guy. I was just like, oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, it, you know, you start to notice some subtle differences um, amongst a lot of bourbons. But um, yeah, even for me, like after. 10 they all start kind of blending together i'd imagine after 10 of anything everything kind of blends together too right yeah <laughs> so what's the um what's the the birthday of this new bourbon that will be dro- this new this new album that's dropping soon oh um i think it will be probably like two years four months all good things come to days. those who wait yeah it has to be in the barrel for at least two years. Minimum, okay. That's a develop. Minimum amount of year. Uh, it really does. Actual bourbon. And then we get to probably fill those barrels with some gin and then do some uh, barrel-aged gin, which is also, you know, God, if you haven't done or tried any of those, they're fucking phenomenal. Hmm. They're really good. Yeah, because you just get a little hint of that, that woody kind of oakiness and kind of some dulls certain botanicals but overall it, it's it's a very pleasant it kind of mellows out gin makes it even kind of a bit easier to drink in a way um so yeah don't pass up on on, on many of those if you see those on the shelf what would be price. if i were to go to a liquor store right now oh, where would you where would you point me to go and what would you recommend uh for gin i mean i don't know where to go i don't know where you live no, I mean, um, in terms of like, <laughs> look, I need you to go into ABC Liquors, um, exactly the third aisle on the top <laughs> shelf. <laughs> Connor, oh, exactly where you live. Okay, I'll tell you. Um, I'm trying. I think it's so. If you were to walk into the store, what section would you go to, and then what would you what would you want to pick up? Just, just I mean, I always go to. Now, I always go to check out the gin selection as well as their tequila selection um of any store i go into 
because I do love always seeing that. Um, if you want a good gin to try that you might see on your shelves, there's one called Blue Coat. Um, I've seen that. Actually, right. It's actually a really, really good, easy-to-drink gin. What's um, that profile? Is it floral? Is it? I think it's just a classic kind of citrusy uh, profile. I think it, I don't know 100%, but it's just really it's a good, good classic gin, which, which I guess, you know, because then from that point, you can mix it with a lot of things. So, yeah, even so, yeah. this goes back to what we were actually talking about earlier. It, um, it actually is, it's an American dry gin. Um, so it does have, you know, starts with that, that London dry gin profile, but um, kind of has their, an American spin on it. Um, so they kind of balance it out and kind of make it a lot more palatable. Yeah, definitely, definitely one worth, worth trying. A weird one out there. Um, it's called, it's called Ophir. I think it's like O-I-P-H-I-R. And it is profiles based off the Indian spice trade. Um, so it's really bizarre. And uh, you just get a lot of those interesting cinnamon, nutmeg, um, even like tam- tamarind. Is that the one I'm thinking of? Mm-hmm. What's, the, what's the the orange one? Uh, very like d- d- bitters. Turmeric. 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 Jackass. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually I'm looking at it's the orange uh, spice. It's like a very abundant spice and a lot of crap. People put it in. Well, orange is not just a color, but it's yellow. Okay. Orange is also not just a color, but it's also a flavor. So it wasn't like there was one option there. Are we talking <laughs> Indian spice? <laughs> Well, I mean, there's also American indigenous spices as well. I wasn't sure yeah, what vernacular yeah, yeah. you were using. By the way, you've been Classic canceled. Pacific, <laughs> oh, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that's a really cool one. Um, I haven't seen that any of one around my stores, but because that's probably a little bit more niche, so you might need to like ask your store to order it. Uh-uh. I've I've had the blue bottle before. I know for a fact, and it's pretty good. This orange yeah, bottle sounds fucking amazing i'm, I'm yeah, looking at it on the website right now yeah, yeah i don't yeah. think i've seen it here in the u.s i've only seen it abroad yeah and uh i forget where they yeah, where that i think it might, it might be a british one um but very interesting very interesting you, i'm gonna go back for a sec because you mentioned those like somebody some people like make some weird combos is there anything that you wanted to like distill that like is there something like weird that you want to try that you think would be really good I would love to. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I don't have the the freedom to um, to do that. If, if you did, currently, if you did, if given that power, yeah, if, you oh, if given, given that given that power, yeah, hell yeah, I, I love that that notion of like a kind of like a like a tie um, that type of thing. But then also, you know, you kind of want to mull things down. And like I said, really, like that might be a lot of hard to kind of continuously keep that as a um actual bill you know if i want to actually buy those those spices and, and all that stuff all the time so it might be something just kind of a bit more nostalgic um so like something that reminds me of like long island so what would be that like a, like a long island gin try to find some cigarettes. local local produce around here <laughs> the aroma from the billy's bathroom yeah exactly popular. yeah all these you know Oh, urinal cakes, delicious! Yeah, you know, split rock, you know, oh, <laughs> yeah, boy. yeah, a little, 
you know, Sports Plus, maybe that that you know, pit ball aroma. Oh, nice! Tastes like the underside of a dock. Delicious. Mm. Great. I mean, we were talking a couple of days ago about just Bordy Bar nostalgia, and I think you could really corner the market in like what that place smells like. I think you yeah, but you can bring a lot of millennials like, back too. So there's a, there's another gin I didn't, I didn't mention. There's one actually I tried. Um, it was an elephant dung gin. Hmm. <laughs> So I'm, I'm pass, assuming I'm let me let that. me put some let me put some inference skills to this one here. Um it is distilled with elephant dung. Yeah, there you go. H- hence, hence the name got right. You got it. <laughs> ah. So, you know, the interesting thing about elephants or one I don't know of many um is that a, a certain percentage of their you know the uh, grass and all the crap they eat you know all the stuff that becomes crap. Um, so all the, like the the plants they eat, like, I think it's only like thirty percent, or thirty percent make it through, um, that go undigested, or twenty percent, something like that, a certain amount. Um, oh, that's, that's so there is <laughs> some botanicals left in their dropping. So one guy decided to put that in a still, run it out, and see how 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 how, how it worked, and. Uh, I tried it. It's not bad, actually. Very earthy, <laughs> little grassy. Oh, it's earthy. Yeah, it's, were... yeah. That's oh very, my god. Kind of like a... I, I can't. I can't remember the name of it, but there's a coffee that's like 120 dollars a Kupi pound. Kopi Lawak or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and it's yeah, like yeah, literally yeah. dropping. Like Kopi Kopi Luwak. So it's like yeah. some it's animal eats Savet. like the yeah they eat the like yeah, actual berry or whatever it is, and then it right. poops it out, and yeah they brew it. We've been doing exactly. this too we, long. We, we have we fucking hive it. mind, dude. Because I we, we, the same thing. <laughs> they're like, we yeah, clean it first, right. and it's like, I, okay, no, thank you. But yeah, I mean, it's, like, it's distilled. It literally goes <laughs> through a temperature. You know, but you're still like, come on, man, no shit particles made it through. I mean, yeah, not one, on. not, not one. one. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> not, not one, not one shit particle. You're telling me not one shit particles in this bottle? Yeah, it's FDA approved. It's all good. Yeah, do they have a threshold? I mean, <laughs> the crap we put in our bodies. <laughs> yeah, I think I there's mean, a certain amount. At least in their words. Yeah, to exactly. be fair, we drank like seven dollars. What part per million of shit do you allow in your? It'd be funny if you like distilled like a. It'd be funny if you distilled like a Big Mac, and they were like, "There's too much shit in your, in your gin." <laughs> you can't do this. You don't, yeah, you don't no, we're just not. It's yeah, safe it's not levels allowed. for a hamburger's consumption. Yeah, they can, but you, not you for can eat it at room temp <laughs> or the next day. You know, whenever you prefer. <laughs> if, I if, do. I, I do need to go back though about your friend who tried to distill pizza. I think a lot of that has to do with what kind of pizza it was, like. If you're, trying to, sure about. if you're trying to distill Domino's, like, uh, the, of course, think, it's going to be terrible. Right. But it's a fucking deep dish. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I don't think anybody that's going through that process is like, yeah, I'm going to order Domino's and do that. No, they're getting like, you know. California Peach Kitchen. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, money's that might, tight. That might be you worse. never know. That might be worse. <laughs> Hungry hours. Oh. If Long Island, if Long Island, if you were distilling something, then you wanted to be distinctly Long Island, what would you, what would it be? I'm gonna say that's a good question, man. Taco Bell and Valtrex. Wow, 
<laughs> I don't know if that's distinctively. <laughs> I don't know if that's distinctively Long Island as much as it's distinctively gross. It's more hopster <laughs> than anything else. Yes. Yeah. That's actually what I was thinking of, believe it or not. I I, I would like. I mean, I like I mentioned earlier that um that Australian one that did the wine soaked gin. I think using Long Island grapes to to do like the wine soaked gin, but then with a Long Island botanical profile would be optimal. Now, what that profile would be, I have no idea. Um, we grow out here. Something, yeah. I mean, obviously, <laughs> we'd use corn. Probably use corn because it's heavily grown. So that would probably be the, you know the base spirits. What what we do already. But there was then, a, like maybe there... some apples. You know, because fucking maybe maybe some there's some apples, fucking yeah, yeah. pies in the still. See how that works. I remember I, I used to work out east, and there was a. They used to have the live vodka. I think it was the Long Island vodka. Yeah, and I, I don't remember how. I think they brewed it. With, I think they used potatoes for that one. They did, they did use potatoes for a while. Yeah, um, I actually worked there as well uh, oh, nice. for a little bit. What would you yeah. say makes yeah, the best vodka? Would you would well, you say the best vodka is corn or potato? Um, I just hate potatoes, like. In general, I no, I like potatoes. Okay, yeah, potatoes okay. are good. Okay, um, okay. but no, distilling them sucks. Yeah, um, because you need to, you know, chop them up, dice them up, and you need a proper machine to do that. Even then, it's super dirty. They're fucking dirty. The potatoes, and then the water gets dirty, and everything smells, and it's disgusting, and it's gross. Whereas corn. You grind it and it's super easy. Uh, it gets you know, a little, you know, dust in the air in your lungs, but you know, you do okay. Um, oh, biggie. And yeah, it has a bit more of a sweetness to it. Um, potato vodka, I feel like it kind of has a little oily vodka. I do like potato vodka. Um, but as far as distilling wise, yeah, no, corn, super easy. A lot better. I hate potatoes. <laughs> Yeah, can't, I'd imagine can't express that, that enough. Yeah, <laughs> I'd imagine that that probably just gets old after a while, yeah. and you can always. We did, yeah, I did a the potato job, and I, I, I grinded them all myself. It took me nine hours to dice up fifteen hundred pounds of potatoes. It's like, it's like living in a Soviet soup kitchen. Yeah, alone. Through <laughs> the gulag with you, sir. <laughs> I just give you here's the machine, here's potato. It's potato. <laughs> Come back in nine and a half hours. Okay, yeah, yeah. cool. Finished. Mm-hmm. What is the um? What's the the timeline? So, how long does it take from start to finish to get um to get a batch of gin? Assuming you am, have am, all. Am, the am I making? Okay, if I'm not making the vodka, if I already have vodka, um, it would it only uh, okay. So, so this is the super interesting kind of fun thing you can play with it is so what's called like a, a maceration if you know mm-hmm. that term same thing the same thing like steeping tea yep so you could either put it in a bag and throw that in your still and then take it out and distill it that way or you could just or leave the bag in and distill it that way or you just put it all fucking in there and distill it that way uh, and then they have thing called, things called gin baskets, um, so that when the vapors leave the initial still, with you know, if you want botanicals in there, 
uh, it'll, the vapors will pass through this thing called a gin basket that holds other, usually more delicate botanicals. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we'll pick up other flavors from that. Um, so it's, it's, you know, very, you know, how weight, how, you know, how you want to go about it, um, as a distiller, um, and kind of create your, your, your gin. So there's just so many pathways, um, and freedoms you can, you can have. Um, and then another interesting thing is like when the actual spirit is coming over as a distillate, um, throughout the whole process, certain chemical compounds, uh, will come over first. Um, you know, or, or, you know, at different temperatures. Um, so you can like keep tasting it and tasting it. It might be like super cinnamon at first, but then it might change to like, you know, nutmeg or pepper. Um, and maybe then to like, you know, something more floral, you know, skinning, you know, an hour and a half in, you might get some citrus notes. Um, and you can keep collecting, you know, in all these in different buckets or all in one. Um, and then you can just, you can have a lot of creativity and fun with it. Um, what i'm driving at and do you ever so mix it, and match those those different ones those ones that you collect yeah no you can i did that at, um i was able to do that in the first place i mean they were all ended up going back in the same one because i you know it's not my you know um <laughs> my 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 product sure so but i was able to you know initially yeah i did you know I was, you know playing with it and kind of trying it out and, and you know and mess around with flavors um so it is it is you know it is a lot of fun um to do that and then a lot of places are are trying that out where it's like let's call it like a single shot like you should do like one distillate or like one single run with all your botanicals or maybe you do several runs and maybe you just do one of like you know your juniper and collect that and then you do another one of like your citrus ones and then maybe another run of uh like fucking whatever mint and basil um cucumber um and then you have like all you know three different ones and then you could do you know different uh proportions no mm-hmm. volume damn it what's that word anyway yeah, yeah uh i'll think of it in like a minute but yeah it's super super fun and then even even if you you like you guys can do this at home too I got like a home pot still. Doesn't in North Carolina, you definitely can. <laughs> yeah. Home pot still doesn't cost that much. I'm not like advocating people, you know, whatever that was to this, try this at home because don't, you know, at least read up a little bit on it. <laughs> Reading's a but, liberal agenda. We don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Please read. <laughs> coming, from, coming from their guests, please read. So what would be if you had to create a second mouse podcast gin? We'll do a real one and then we'll do a wrong answers only. So a high note. Maybe we can do um obviously we'll have our juniper and, and nutmeg and, and some coriander. But I think maybe something something for these something for this the second mouse I'm I'm thinking. Jeez. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was thinking, cheese. I was thinking, I was thinking cheese, but at the same time, I don't know, maybe. Well, well, maybe considering actual, that it's catch me like, if you can, you have to use butter. Yeah, we're gonna use, that's what I was thinking, we're gonna use cream, thinking, like cheeses. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, like, that might have like that kind of buttery, um, cheesy kind of artificial flavor that might come through. Um, that's wild to me. But maybe <laughs> add a little, add a little, you know, 
little pepper in there. And maybe even some little Because we're spicy. Yeah. Shows fucking spicy. So it'll kind of be, have be like kind of like a hot, kind of spicy, cheesy, cheesy gin. And we would name like it Diarrhea Gin. Yeah. <laughs> fire. <laughs> Nacho <laughs> fire. Yeah. I see that we got the wheels turning now. I can see it in your eyes. So you're like, this is actually badass. Second mouse entrails. <laughs> so wrong and then we can <laughs> use that to make the next batch yeah. after that. Yeah, just remember to UPS it. Yeah, Colagard. This this <laughs> podcast today is brought to you by Colagard. And DHL. The sponsor of shipping your shit. <laughs> okay, wrong answers only. I would like a gin that is mostly pre-workout. Oh. Bang energy. Are we talking C4? Yeah. Can you do a bang energy or a C4 <laughs> oh, good bang? Bang, bang? Yeah, we can try that out. I like that. I got more of a Celsius guy. I think that gives me a bit more energy. Oh, but yeah, that's just me. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you want to attract like the, the 45 to 65 age bracket. I didn't know we were selling infomercials here. <sighs> I mean, I didn't know either, but... I, mean, I really want something that the people are going to want when, you know, they're when, when they're, they're craving gin if, and a gin the workout and, working and blue out. raspberry. What's, what's <laughs> Just that? like what's me, that, uh... yeah, icy blue raspberries. What's, what's that shit the uh, baseball players, um, they fucking, they got caught for Steroids? taking the human growth hormone? No, uh, it came <laughs> from, it came from like a natural product, like uh Set oh. your it or something? You know what I'm talking right. about? Oh, yeah. deer antler spray. Can we get yeah. some deer <laughs> Yeah, my buddy used that one time. I mean, he was trying to get huge. Now he's got just like one arm that's longer than the other. <laughs> he's hearing fucking voices and shit. <laughs> it's all right, Ray Lewis yelling at him in his mind. <laughs> it's, it's the villain fucking story for like, or not the Green Goblin or whatever. Morbius. Yeah. Morbius. Yes. By the way, Jared Leto, huge fan of the pod. By the way, yeah, I'm sure he is. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's okay. He just makes some bad choices. He's just okay. He makes makes some really bad choices. I think he's the first person to like tank in the Marvel and DC universes. So he's he's a fucking legend. I mean, how yeah. many? How many pretty bad. people are crossovers like that, though, that are doing both? I love, though, that Morbius ended up going back in theaters and made 85K. It barely made anything. Yeah, that's amazing. amazing. Um, I don't know of many uh, characters that we've Like actors that have actors or actresses that have done both worlds, right? Who else has done that? Uh, Christian Bale. Christian Bale's the only one. And that's uh, a good point. what's the name? Barry Caning? The the guy who's gonna play the Joker in the next movie. For someone mm. who hates they Marvel and DC movies, yeah, you, you seem definitely to know, know a lot, lot of facts. <laughs> you pulled, you pulled fucking Barry Keenan out of his ass yeah. right there. I don't even know who that is. I, I couldn't I, spot him in a fucking lineup if I tried. Man could be standing right in front of me, I wouldn't know. Well, I mean, I yeah. think we all need to either know every person that was in that fucking god awful movie, Immortals, or never speak their names again. Never it's called it's called one. it's called Eternals, Tom. That was the Angelina Jolie one. Is there a difference ever. between Eternals and Immortals? I think is there so. a discernible difference. Probably not. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's branding, right? It's branding, yes. <laughs> it's trademarking. There we go. 
if we had to make <laughs> if we had to distill gins wrong answers only for superheroes Oof. what would we do depends on which one though I, the avengers if anybody watches the boys you do Homelander. avengers gin what would it be for the well, avengers well, if, if anybody watches the boys, uh, we can do a Homelander one with milk. Oh. Certainly do that. Although Where's I don't milk coming from. We have a milk shortage, depending on what you're talking about. What? <laughs> oh, that milk. <laughs> the other, other, other milk. I don't, care. I don't care. I don't care about that. God. Well, some people have babies, I guess. I saw something the other day. It kind of goes with like the people that pretend to be babies because like they get they, they get their kicks. What like it. adults that pretend to be babies? Oh yeah, that's the very same. That's a that's a huge thing. It's a no, big like, no way. You look it up. It's like a they dress up in diapers. You know what? I'm yeah. not go- I'm not googling that guy. Yeah, I don't need that to be. I, I don't need that on my search. Like, I can already imagine it. So it doesn't. Doesn't play out well visually. You, you guys got like Discovery Plus? Just put on like, um, what's that? My Strange Dark that, Addiction or whatever that show is. I think there was an episode. That's where I learned about it. That's where I learned about all the weird kinks in the world is through TLC. I mean, yeah, well, yeah. They do some. They do broadcasts. Oh, I've seen that guy who's like fiberglass. What a good. That's that's some serious fucking that's fiber intense. for your diet. Yeah. I would be generally alarmed if I was any physician and the person's like, oh, yeah, I'm just eating shards of fiberglass. I'm like, bro, you need to get your fucking head examined. Dude. They're just they're just sitting on the fucking table, just like spooning person... Vicks vapor rub. <laughs> I'm surprised you think this person would go to a nutritionist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, how, so what did you eat for the week? Well, on Monday I had an apple and I had a sandwich and then I had some fiberglass. And I broke. I ate some oh, tire treads. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I needed the whole thing. I the started chewing just... my kayak. <laughs> He's a completely like normal person with just Jerry, like, a protruding stomach. <laughs> uh, I hate to break it to you, but you're deficient in vitamins A, B, C, D, E. Well, definitely not. Um, definitely not deficient in vitamin F. F is for fiberglass. So, ah, I'm glad I don't have that much fiberglass in my diet. I I'm glad I, mean, I, I ate some Popeye's chicken much. the other day, and I definitely ate bones. So who knows? Oh, it's not bones. Those are microplastics. You're, you're fine. <laughs> that, there yeah. we go. We we do just naturally consume um, a alarming amount of microplastics. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you know, it's like it feels like a time honored tradition, right? Because like our pre our parents' generation had lead and gas. And we have microplastics. It's like a, you know, it's a passing tradition. Now we will leave something, maybe nuclear, (laughs) for the next generation. See, there you go. Thinking ahead. And then they get to live in a mutated world that's blessed. (laughs) If we end up in a Kevin Costner post-apocalyptic movie, I'm going to be fucking furious. Like, if we end up in The Postman. That's the one you go. I mean, that's a good one. Well, I mean, he was in like four or five of them in the mid '90s. It was Waterworld and The Postman, and then several other films that everyone was like, "I'm good." I guess really did corner that market for a little bit. Well, which which apocalyptic world would you want to live in? Would you want to live in Battlefield Earth? Would you want to live in Kevin Costner's apocalyptic world, or 
I guess well, Mad Max. I was going to say Mad Max definitely is my answer. I mean, there. the answer is Mad Max. I want an 18-wheeler with spikes on it, and I want to play guitar on top of it. Those are only for the yeah. one percenters, though. Mm. Yeah. Like, you're going to be I mean, stuck in, like, the... Are we, are we, are we the per- yeah, if you're the person I mean, trying to get water, nah, I'm gonna, hard to know. Sadly, I'd rather be water world. Sadly, I'm going to say that we're going to end up either in, like, a uh, Children of Men or a Soylent Green fucking future. Those are the two that I'm going with. Or a... Yeah, I like the, the Children of Men one. That's a good one. Road. road. Oh, wow. It's oh, definitely going to go that way. And it's going to be just yeah. fucking sad. Exactly. I mean, nothing Vigo does is happy. No. <laughs> He's so good. He's such a good actor. That's like the most depressing movie I've ever seen. It's Do you sad. think just like gray clouds and fog just follow him everywhere he goes? <laughs> like, do you think he changes weather patterns with his attitude? Oh, yeah. He has to. I can't think of a single movie that was like upbeat and happy that he was in. No, you've never seen Eastern yeah, Promises? I mean, <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure I saw it with you, Connor. It, 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 it is, was my, it is yeah, a, possibly. That is a lighthearted <laughs> romp right there. Yeah. I guess I guess the cheeriest thing was when he was in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, a little the, arrogant. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Two things, yeah. Yeah, he was, yeah, was Cherry. Some... Cherry Mary? No, no, that's an actual character. The, the Green Book? <laughs> you know, where he plays the super racist guy, you know? Crimson Tide. I, I did see the one. sun out in that movie, yes. The sun was, in fact, out in various scenes of that movie. Yes, yeah, it was bright. <laughs> wow, he's done a lot of dark movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. History, history of Violence, history, I mean, come phenomenal. on. Another one? It's a, such a good movie. He actually does a movie called Daylight. Is that with Sylvester Stallone? Uh, it is with Sylvester Stallone. Yes! Um, it is a group of armed robbers oh. fleeing the police head of the New York Jersey tunnel and run right into trucks transporting toxic waste. I mean, that's isn't yeah. that where, isn't that where they're like, stuck in the scenario. tunnel? Yeah, they're stuck you're, in you're, like you're, you're exiting the tunnel or something. Yeah, oh, I, man, I remember the hazardous waste in front of us. A disaster in New York in New York tunnel, in a New York tunnel, uh, as explosions collapse both ends of uh, of the tunnel. That's what it is. Oh, yep. okay. No water. Physics. Right, I, I need backward. to watch it. I haven't seen, I haven't seen it. So I, he's, I, uh, I will not on it yet. He's also in the new Cronenberg movie as well, and apparently that's going to be fucking dark as hell too. So, what's the name of it? Uh, Crimes of the Future. Oh boy. I mean, sounds like right up the alley. I mean, it's a fucking it's a it's a Cronenberg movie, so you can't expect it to be like. Also, just sounds like a <laughs> like a like a, like a teenager's rendition of Minor, Minority Report. <laughs> yeah, who's playing the precogs? Yeah, say, well, what did the precogs do? <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's ever been in a movie that's like chipper. Like, yeah, Captain Fantastic. Yeah. Oh no, he was still a dick in that. <laughs> he took his kids into the woods, and then even when they were like, "We want to live in the world," and it's like, "Stop the real world," like that. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. His mom, his mom died. Yeah. Right. Wow. He, <laughs> he literally has never been in a movie that's like at all positive. It's all just like darkness and negativity. 
He was King. in Witness. I mean, witness. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I wonder what his. I mean, yeah. He, he has Hidalgo. That's the only one. Yeah, there we it was go. made we by Disney. One. Ergo, it had to be oh, happy. Yeah. That's a great movie too. Apparently, he's going to be in the new Ron Howard movie about the kids that got stuck in that cave in Thailand. Man, and movie. how he gets into a spitter, uh, a Twitter spat with fucking yeah. Elon Musk. Yeah, <laughs> they're making that into they're making anything into movies nowadays. They've run out of ideas. It's it's pretty wild, but there's like real st- whatever. <laughs> There's like real shit going on. <laughs> just yeah, just, just, just look at the newspaper. It's scary enough for you. Yeah, exactly. And I don't I remember movies to be equally scary. Yeah. That's well, why we did I, grow up during I can't like, wait for one movie. Oh, go ahead. We did grow up during the Saw generation, which like every movie was like Saw, Hostel, Hostel 2, Saw 2. Yeah. So That was epic. Those movies are pretty great. <laughs> Which torture scene of the saws needles. actually got to you? The needles. needles. The needle needles. Bit. That was the one. That was the one, man. Well, uh, Tom, you may have been there when we went and saw that, too. I remember that. I was going to say well, this. We got super fucking baked out of our minds. <laughs> I don't know if I can say that. Yeah, whatever. Um, and we go in, and you know it's a popular movie, so it's playing in multiple theaters. We walked into the wrong one, and it was that scene immediately. Right when that girl got pushed in. Yeah, right when the guy just picks her up and chucks her, and I was just like, "Oh!" I just felt all of it. I was just too. <laughs> I was just too much. And too. I was like too high. I was like, "Oh my god, no, 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 no." That part. And I was like, "This can't or... be right." I was like, "This is not the beginning of the movie. Maybe it is, but." We're still on time, so it's not. It can't be. There's no previews. I was like, no. So yeah, we did. We did watch it. I had to watch it again. But yeah, oh my god, that scene. Yeah, there's so many though. The worst part when he gets the the guy's Achilles tendon. That is like, yeah, I forgot about that one. That drives me. Yeah, probably probably that one out. Oh god. (laughs) See, I was, I was forgetting PTSD for this shit right now. That's one of the biggest fears. I was prepared for that scene. Someone flying underneath her car. So I had already been prepared for that scene because if you'd ever seen the Pet Cemetery original film, yes, that also happens in there. Mm -hmm. So I had to get over that fear real early, and I was like, at that point, I was like, okay, it's not so bad. And then I see it again. I'm like, no, it's that bad. How old were you that you saw the this move at Pet Cemetery? Pet Cemetery, twelve, thirteen. I think I saw Evil Dead when I was like 11. I'm like, nothing can phase me after that. Exorcist True. was yeah. the first one that really fucked with me, actually. Exorcist didn't yeah. do anything for me. I just felt like it wasn't like, it f- didn't feel real. Out. I saw that Girl. movie, though, at like Omen. 10. The Omen. Omen? Yeah. The Omen. Yeah, another creepy that one. one. was creepy. Anything with a crazy kid, it's always like. Children. Yeah. I will children say those children. Porn. Yeah, that didn't really do anything for me though. I don't remember that oh, movie. I I feel like a lot of um, Stephen King novels don't translate well into movies, but it's when they long. do, they shine. You know what I mean? Otherwise, just they're they're run of the mill to me. I like the mist. Yeah, that the ending movie. is. The mist ending is pretty good. Yeah, that's like the like the like the absolute like most gutting ending to a movie ever. 
Stephen King's the happiest So circling back though, because you bring up the experience of like getting stoned and seeing a movie. Yeah, what was the funniest? <laughs> no, but like, what was like one of the funniest movies you've ever like gone to see in a theater when you were oh. stoned? We went to go see the Hangover queue. Mm. Was it Hangover one or Hangover two? I forget. I don't remember. I think it was hang. It was the original Hangover, and we like smoked, smoked like some sort of like water pipe in in somebody's like shed. Sounds about right. <laughs> this tracks. This is right. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm I mean, gonna say it was the original. Back in the day, it was back in the day. Popular to have some of these apparatuses that are readily available. At your it was. Local it was like this accordion station. thing too. It had this accordion attachment. Do you remember what I'm talking about? No. Was that that? Time? Oh, that no idea. Oh, there was okay. Maybe I'm mixing up two memories. It's definitely it's it, it definitely had to be the original because like the sequels were not good. So. <laughs> Yeah, I think it was the original. This, if you've ever seen This Is the End, that oh, is yeah. like perfect stone. That's movie. pretty good. Yeah. Step Brothers, of course. Yeah, Step Brothers did definitely made me laugh a lot. Or, I'm also looking at like the top ten funniest movies of like the mid 2000s. Although some of these I didn't go see them in the theater. Forty Year Old Virgin is up there. I just don't like to go into the theater. Like, I just can't remember like this thing was like laughing my ass off. Like, I was never like I don't know for the like, like comedies and theaters. Like, I did go to some for sure, but it was like, it wasn't always like my main attraction. Um, because I always wanted to smoke during them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and like really laugh my ass off. But I, I used to I used to collect all my movie stubs when I was younger. Um, so I had like a booklet of like everything back from like 1996 to like 2000 and then like nine. Um, <laughs> that I went and saw. Um, but yeah, no, I used to I used to love going to the theaters, and I actually haven't gone back since fucking COVID. What was the last movie that you went to see? I don't know. Cause I was probably down in I was probably down in Myrtle Beach or something like that. Um. I honestly don't remember. Yeah, I'm trying to think too, and I know that there's. I can't. I don't know. I don't know if it was like uh, it might have been 1918 was the last movie I saw, or 1917. Oh, that was a good movie. It was. It was really good. I'm apprehensive to watch it on my television at home because it was such a good film in the theater, and I don't know if it would stack up sitting in my living room. Yeah, no, I watched it at home because like yeah, then they started doing all the like the you know releases back like on HBO and things like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so yeah, wow, I can't believe that it had to. Oh, I saw Star, maybe it was Star Wars, the the not the most recent one, but the one before that. So that's like twenty nineteen. Mm, yeah, yeah, I think it's been three years, maybe even four. But I do want to go back. <laughs> um, I do want to. I do want to pivot to a little game that I've created. I also have some fan mail that I'd like to read as well from our first guest of the Second Mouse Podcast, Philly. He chimed in 
off of our last episode on Tom Cruise. But first, I want to play our little game called More Likely, Less Likely. So I have a series of questions, and we're going to go around the room here, and I'm going to ask you what is more likely to happen. So, Gatto, because you're top left on my screen, I'm going to ask you first. You ready? We'll find out. Mike Pence becomes president in 2024 or the Oakland Athletics win the World Series by 2030. What is more likely to happen? Uh, I'm going with Oakland. <laughs> I'm going Oakland. with Oakland. <laughs> Interesting choice. All right. Yeah. Sorry, Oakland. I don't know if that was next in, that was next in line. I think, I think, I think <laughs> we're all going to that freaking skim milk guy. <laughs> skim milk guy. <laughs> that Wonder Bread without the crusts. Mike Pence, call, Mike Pence calls his... egg whites minus The fail egg. father. <laughs> Mike He's Pence calls keep... his wife mother, so that's all you need to know. And he yeah. can't well, sit in a room by himself with another woman. To, to be fair, like half of the people in Indiana are related to each other, so, it, you know. She might actually be. Yeah. It's timeless. Um, next one. What is yeah, more like cottages? <laughs> <laughs> Not just bed. Well, I'm going to bed. Good night. <laughs> Post me, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> what is more likely to happen? Elon Musk lands on Mars by 2030, or you buy a 2,000 square foot house on Long Island? Elon Musk is going to Mars. <laughs> <laughs> If you think that's like this guy from Remax called me a fucking two months ago, and I usually thought he asked me if I was in the, you know, in you know, ready getting ready to buy a house, I audibly just started laughing out loud. And I was like, you chose <laughs> the worst number for cold call right now. Uh, How did they get your number though? No idea. Basically, it's a sound scenario. <laughs> you can afford two thousand. Yeah, it's not terribly large for Long Island, though. I feel like that'd be yeah, like what six hundred k. Probably about that. Depends on where you live. Six hundred k more than I got. That's for sure. I mean, maybe I'll find like a sugar mama. So who knows, right? That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. Or you could just walk in front of a DHL truck <laughs> that's delivering a bunch of cola guards. <laughs> yeah. It all flies today, through the back and yeah. to the windshield. Yeah. Today's like sponsor. Multi-level lawsuit. <laughs> yeah, You're going to sue the town, the county, Cole Guard, <laughs> DHL. Speaking of today's sponsors, Cole Guard. <laughs> then you'll have just enough for a down payment on a house. Yeah. 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 You'll make a qualification. You won't be able to afford the payments or the taxes or anything like that, but you know. You'd be able to buy the house. No furniture in it. You won't be able to afford the utilities on it, but you'll still have the house. You have, the frame. You have a good frame. Yeah. It's going to look like a 21-year-old's apartment, it's like just good, a fucking like gaming chair. <laughs> TV's on the floor, a gaming chair. Yeah. I only own camp furniture, so I'm in trouble. Uh, you got like a roll either, up in. You either just moved in right now. or you're a serial killer. <laughs> That's nice. Um, all right. Q. What's what up? is more likely to happen? You run a marathon or Don Jr. goes to prison? Oh, definitely Don Jr. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, listen, I mean, like, I pretty, can't run a marathon. he looks pretty, <laughs> well, he looks, he looks pretty zooted up half the time you see him. He's always sniffling and like grabbing at his nose. So I'm like, he's, he's the Kendall Roy of the, 
of of the Trump family. So he's he's bound to fuck up eventually, and you know, let's do let's something just, legal. Let's just play the numbers here. Like from my standpoint, how many marathons have I ran? Zero. How many indictments has Don Jr. already had? <laughs> More than zero. More than zero. <laughs> so, More than zero. I'm just playing odds here, man. Yeah. Like it's a numbers game, really, man. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing: is I don't. I would imagine that as soon as Don Jr. gets indicted, he's gonna imagine that he's Harrison Ford in the fucking Fugitive, and he's just gonna play it out in his mind the whole time. Like I have to avenge myself, and he's just gonna. He's just going to run all over the country until his dad bails him out. It's not my cocaine. It's the one-armed man. I just see him, like, (laughs) I just see him scraping the prison wall with, like, a plastic spoon. Like, I saw this in a movie once, and he's going to just try to jailbreak. (laughs) And they just tase him. Behind the poster. He he thinks he's fucking, he he thinks he's that character from uh, fucking Con Air. What's his, John Malkovich's character from Con Air. Cyrus the Virus. Uh, Cyrus the Virus. They're like, shut up. Oh, and what get a great movie. your whole... Phenomenal okay. film. Last question Amazing. collectively. Patrick Mahomes breaks the career touchdown record or you get 10,000 li- uh, social media followers on any platform? Mahomes. Interesting. Wait. He's on He's on Hold on, though. It depends on how bad... Like I one get of 10, us fucks followers. up. Yeah, you have to do something stupid that just gets enough notoriety, and then double down and don't apologize. You'll have ten thousand. I'm just gonna start posting like motivational quotes, like you know those stupid motivational quotes, like that get like a hundred thousand likes, and it's like, you know, some people I need... even think like the more depraved stuff is even higher. Maybe. Yeah, that's true. I could, I could just like, like I could post something like super sad, like on OnlyFans. Yeah. <laughs> See, it is possible. Just feed picks, man. And who knows? I mean, Pat Mahomes is paid at this point. He's already got a ring. He's already got an MVP. Like, you know, he yeah, might not be able to play. Route and just, he uh, might be a more of a family man a than years uh, and, and just retire. Yeah, he he might be more of a family man than Brady. So he might he might go a different route. Who knows? May, may retire at thirty two. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that's a. Who was the linebacker who retired? Like, you know, he was like 29 or something like that. Patrick Willis. No, I think well, I, know, I know he did, but there was another guy after him. I think it was, I thought he played for like Seahawks or something. Mm. Um, and or maybe not. But, uh, same thing. Like he was like you know, 26 to like 29, and it was like I'm done. I wish I knew him. It's but actually I, happening I've more often. Stopped watching a lot of sports. It is actually happening. Really often, follow. Like Aaron, Aaron Donald, for example, uh, he he just got a big extension, but he was considering retiring. He's like thirty, but he's already like he's going to be a Hall of Famer already. So what position? Sorry, I don't know. Like anyone. He's a defensive tackle. He's like yeah. I forgot like, oh, the defense guys are starting to like really play. You know, it's an offensive kind of, game now. Well, yeah, more mental like thought process into it. Like, yeah. You know, I mean, there, there's also actually need this. There's there's also the idea like these guys retire a little earlier while they're still hot, then maybe you can go get that media job somewhere, you know, and you can make bank. Look what just happened with Brady. I hate to bring him up twice in a row, but you know, like, well, he, Tony Romo that. is a good example, right? Because he made he made more 
in broadcasting than he ever did playing football. So. Yeah, that's wild. He's I think also a better just, announcer. <laughs> yeah, there's just like, there's too many guys that are generally worried about their bodies, and rightfully so, their bodies and their brains to to keep going for it. And there's not enough money. Yeah, they've been, been doing it since they were eight years old. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's all they know. Yeah. So um, all that to be said, thank you for playing. More likely, less likely. Hopefully that'll be a new addition to the Second Mouse podcast. Um, I like this. And if you want, anybody who's out there listening, follow us on social media, mostly on Instagram at Second Mouse Podcast, and give us some of your more likely or less likely takes. Um, I did want to move to our fan mail from Philly. And he messaged me and said, hey, I'm listening to your episode about Tom Cruise, which is titled Fully Pilled on Tom Cruise. <laughs> um, and he said that he had some thoughts around how people perceive Tom Cruise. And I said, hey, write us a letter. And he said, hey, guys, I fucking hate you all. He didn't actually is it Tom? <laughs> no, it's, it's, our, uh, uh. it's our friend Philly, who is our first guest. And he said... Scientologists are crazy, but in some regards, so are Christians and Muslims or Buddhists. If you subscribe to any group, they are going to be there are going to be problems with that group that may or may not relate to you. What what point do you take personal accountability for that? That was a question. Because if that's true, the case most people are screwed, like Catholic priests molest little boys on the daily, but no one is looking at a Catholic actor or musician and boycotting their work because they're Catholic. Now, I also fully understand that Scientology is a bit different and more like a cult, but I think we take too much stock into celebrities' personal lives at times. Murderers, rapists, abusers, etc. are obviously a different story, but I think we try too hard to see ourselves in these actors and ongoing uh, with the subsequent hero syndrome. That was our first piece piece of fan mail. I think it's fair to say we all kind of had the same sentiment towards the end. Yeah, he um, just said it better. I, I agree. <laughs> I will say one I will disagree on one yeah. point only because um I think there's a difference between being a Catholic and knowing like the archdiocese and like Tom Cruise has a really close personal relationship with David Miscavige. That's fair. Is, like so I think he could enact change in a positive way if he wanted to, but doesn't seem like he does that so minor minor uh disagreement but overall i i totally agree yeah i i really like to the the point in making that you know if you're not um part of like a specific group how you might not have similar sentiment about it you know i don't know why it came up in while while you were reading that but like the thought of remember back when um 9 11 like I just remember that there was a lot of people at the time that were like demanding that like American Muslims or just everyday Muslims like were to verbally rebuke or um, I don't know what what the real word would be like kind of they wanted them to condemn the condemn, actions yeah, 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 yeah of of the the hijackers and it's and I I think I know where you're going with this. And, and like, yeah, and, and I've just seen, like, numerous times ever since where, like, Christians 
could probably do with some conde- condemning of some some of that the acts that have happened. Um, Scientologists, like all groups, have these types of situations. There's always an outlier. And, there's there's mm-hmm, always yeah. a variable that you know that's uncontrollable um, to some extent, especially when it comes to humans. Um, it's, it's, so that's very yeah. valuable, um, you know, species as we are. Um, so it is, you know, it, it, it shouldn't be seen as strange. I mean, yeah, it, you know, people can believe whatever they want to believe in. Um, but at least understanding that notion um, from the other side and just being okay with that is uh, seemingly, again, maybe difficult for, for some more than others. Um, but, you know, trying to get that all around um, perspective on it all um, is, is seemingly a lot harder to come by. I agree. Yeah, man. There's nothing. Yeah, it's just, it's just like also just inter- It's like you know interaction. If you don't have like interaction with you know any of these types of people, you're gonna be degraded to what you you know what you see and what you read um, through your your media outlets. Um, so it could be distorted in in a, in a, in a wide spectrum of ways, um, unless you know all these you know you know or you know I guess that interact. Uh, with people of these various you know, backgrounds and beliefs. That's actually one of the big things I think, right? It's easy to make, make that demand or like an assumption of an entire group. If you had no experience with them, right? That like, I think, that's... I think it's even easier to be persuaded. Well, no, no. well that, but that's what I'm saying is like, once you've had experience with people that are different from you, um, that believe different things, well, it could be any, yeah, it could be anything. Like even like what, so like when I, even when I was living over in Germany, when like everything was closed down on Sundays, um, just because really? like, I think it went a lot. Yeah. Like everything's closed. All stores are closed for the most part. Um, maybe some restaurants and a couple bars might be open, but the majority of things, all, you know, most things are closed. And it you know, went along with, I think it also something to do with the Catholic Catholicism or whatever. Um, but it still plays into date with their like normal routine. They're like, no, it's in there, so we do it, and this is the way that we do it. You were you were in Cologne. Uh, I lived in Hanover. Really, Hanover, about, yeah, a little further north of Cologne. Okay. And no, it's in. It's the capital of. Lo- it's, I know it's going to sound like Lower Saxony, which sounds like it's going to be in the southern state, but it's not. Huh. Um, it's actually up north. Um, but Bavaria is its own um, state as well. I think I think there's like 16 states in Germany, um, and uh, Munich, München, whatever you want to call it, uh, is the capital of, of Bavaria. But that's in the south southeastern Germany. Okay. Um, so so it's about four hours by train, even even from where I lived. So it was a little far for you know, far. Oh, all right, not, all right. not terribly, but. Um, but yeah, and just like things are like, things like are that. like learning like how you know customs of, of a different of a different culture. You know, again, just to, you know, different aspects. Um, it just you know again just opens your perspective um, and, and whatever yeah. we how we got to this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this yeah this this email. We have that effect on people. By this the way, incredulously long, well written email. <laughs> It was it was too cerebral for for the conversation we've been having. <laughs> yeah, I was talking about like dirty cheese and cheese at Meischen. 
talking about Valtrex <laughs> and Taco Bell. Segue to Elon Musk landing on Mars or me owning a house on Long Island. And then just, yeah, let's talk about <laughs> Yeah. What can we say? Topics and religion amongst the whole world. We've got a lot of layers with this show, man. We've got a lot of layers <laughs> on the <this> show. <laughs> we hit all the notes. What, 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 what can we say? Hey, man, I love it. Sometimes we'll be silly and sometimes we'll be serious, you know? Depends yeah, on. It's always great to come in at like always like at random times, too. Yeah, definitely really know what's coming. One mouse. <laughs> Two mouse. <laughs> give us give us your best Christopher Walken. Best <laughs> Christopher Walken. Can you can you uh, recite the speech you, that he made? I can't do that. Who mice? But, but um if you've never seen his SNL skit of the the um the the, the gardener who's afraid of plants. <laughs> it is something else. It is so great. Um, he's put Google guys on all his plants. That's so, amazing. So you can see, make eye contact. He's like, but the grass, <laughs> the grass, the grass. You, you can't get the Google guys. Stay away, stay away from the grass. They might, they might gang up and choke. Maybe dead. That's really good. We're now changing the podcast name to the Googly Eyes Podcast. <laughs> the Grass. I think it might be the called the Googly Eye Gardener. I mean, it could be, but it is so great. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, give us your best uh, walking impression. Oh, I always loved that line from Joe Dirt with the soldering iron. <laughs> hey, hey. You're talking to my man all wrong. <laughs> talking, it's the wrong tone. Do it again. <laughs> I'll stab you in the face with a soldering iron. It's just so out of nowhere. <laughs> Talking my man all wrong. I'm trying to think what's happened this week. Talk about the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim losing 11 straight games. Good. Oh, yeah? I'm guessing they're not uh, doing well in their division. One can make that argument, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How many games have been played? Uh, enough where you're going to feel 11. <laughs> People are liking the Mets around here, and but it's uh, just turned June, so you know it's probably all downhill from here. <laughs> I mean, their They're star player early. just broke the tip of his finger closing a door on it, and their star pitcher got both of his hands bitten by his dogs. So now That's we can go to amazing. Right yeah, on different I days. That is Met level shit, though. That on is different that days. Is so perfect. Your dogs, really. Yeah. It's amazing because Tom doesn't want to really talk about it. I'm surprised it doesn't happen more often. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I saw I jammed my finger in the door because that's a normal thing to do. <laughs> Tom, yeah. can't, Tom can't Fly pitch today because. 10 miles per hour. I can't do it. I'm losing Tom, 10 miles. You can't pitch because Huey bit you. Oh, yeah. 100%. Like, if Huey bit me, you would know it. Like, I have. I have scars on my hands and wrists that I like. I shake people's hands. Like, are you okay? Like, yeah, I just have a cat. Yeah, I was about to say, are we talking? I was like, did you get a dog? No, Huey's a cat. I know, I know you're a cat guy. That's why I was very curious. Maybe people are just like, were you a Papa Roach fan when you were young? Like, what's going on here? Couple times, just like sitting there, cut my life into pieces.
my bloody hand. <laughs> Save that for my dream diary. Tom doesn't want to talk about the real topic going on in baseball, which is that the Boston Red Sox are 12 games behind the Yankees. I thought oh. you were going to talk about the guy taking the knee, but that didn't turn into anything. So No. Yeah. I, I can what? certainly have a conversation with with Q about uh, with Q about <laughs> During the seventh inning stretch. He took a knee, very controversial. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. The guy's actually stretching. I could certainly have a conversation with Q about the Red Sox not playing well, but they are back at 500. I also got to have conversations about the Ooh. Yankees winning 100 games and then fucking losing in the ALCS like they do every year. So the Yankees have a 102 yeah. differential right now. You know what? That's cool in the regular season where they always do well. And I want to point out the Red Sox have two World Series in the last decade and the Yankees have zero. That's cool. How many total do you have? I don't, don't really care about what the Yankees have because hmm. I was alive for most of them and neither were you. 27. Cool. I was alive for a lot more of Yankee ones than Red Sox ones. You were alive for one more. For Yankees? Yeah. How many do you guys have? 04, 07, 2013, 2018. Bullshit. Fake, fake rings. I'd like to point out the Yankees had the historic loss in, I think, two of those. Fake championships. We beat the team you couldn't, though, in the Astros. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see this year. Good. <laughs> I think the Astros are going without cheating. It's 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 pretty nice though, because Tom, you'll be able to like during the playoffs, you don't have to like pay so attention. Neither do you. Yeah. <laughs> Number one team in baseball. In June. <laughs> Third of the season through. In June. It's a nine month season. <laughs> Hater. Are we pilled on the Rangers? Yes. Point out. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, I like that. I don't care. Like, I like yeah. New York, but I'm also I also like I like the lightning. How, how did that come about? University you just of Tampa, like buddy. All the older Ranger players that now make up that roster. <laughs> no, nah, I lived in uh, lived in Tampa for, for eight years. Big time uh, Tampa Bay fan. That's where I went to college. I like I like Tampa, man. Tampa's yeah, a, a lot of fun. It's good time. Good bars. And when I was there, it was like you know, uh, tickets for the Lightning was like fifteen bucks, twelve bucks. It was oh, ridiculously cheap. Yeah. Um, that's nice. Yeah, no, but yeah, so that I guess they turned, you know, I, by the time I was gone, then it turned into Title Town. But yeah, my last couple of years there, I think it was like yeah, 2012 or 2013, and they were, you know, getting into the playoffs and it was becoming huge. And we'd have, they had like outdoor screening parties, like in, in downtown, like close to the stadium, but I you know, didn't have to go. It was, just, it was like a rave. It was like just a huge party. In that park um, there in the middle? Yeah, there's a couple of parks like off the, um, off the water in downtown Tampa. Um, it's just, yeah, it's really cool. Really fun atmosphere. Um, and like, like Bill and Melinda Gates, like, you know, when they were still, I don't know what the hell, you know, all that crap. But, <laughs> um, they're like, their trust or everything like years ago, they were like, you know, um, dumped a bunch of money into like, ref- like rebuilding like a downtown Tampa. Um, and so, uh, apparently it's grown. My buddy moved back down there like a year ago, year and a half ago. And he says it's like twice as crazy as when we were there in college. I was there 
in October. And I was pleasantly surprised because that was the first time I'd ever spent a significant time. What did you think of the airport? It's an airport. Every experience in an airport is horrible. (laughs) Can't convince me otherwise. Any American American airport is fucking horrible. They have a smoker. They have a smoking lounge. Especially especially North Carolina's airport. It's outside. It's like this created thing. It's perfect. Like I don't know why most airports don't have them. But it makes me feel welcome. So what, I like that it. little super... like, inner area that you can just smoke some butts in. No, it's actually it's physically outside. You know, you oh, to go, okay. Um, go to a door, but it's, you know, just enclosed in. It's like looks like adult chicken wire. It's like perforated, <laughs> it's like, perforated with, like circle circle holes, like you know, two inches wide. Connor like feels light- seen because he can smoke at the airport. You're, you're now. basically, Dude, you're basically it's, in a you know, it's equally yeah, it's equally as being ashamed as like when you're at like a um, a park or like an amusement park and there's like the little drawn sign you can smoke here and then everyone just stares at you and they pass. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Um, you're polluting my lungs. Can you please yeah. not do that here? But this you is where they told me to do it. Twenty feet to the left, though, <laughs> with those degens. And yourself. It's an outdoor music festival. You can only smoke over there. <laughs> the smoke can't get out of there. That guy's vaping. That's okay. Yeah, He's they're fine. just billowing smoke into your face the entire time in a concert. <laughs> Love yeah. that one. Fucking the, the other day, I was just like walking, and this dude walks right in front of me and just billows. And we're in an indoor enclosed area. I want to say it was like Costco or some shit. And just billows the biggest plume of vape smoke right in my fucking face. <laughs> that's yeah, not no. cool, bro. No. <laughs> Don't do that. Jesus yeah, Christ. No, that's, that's, that's a dick move. Just take the little hit and then just blow it. Damn. I don't need your secondhand cotton candy. Fucking. Yeah, there's that too. Oh, it's so bad. It's like, Do they have a fiberglass flavored vape pen? It's all fiberglass flavored. I think it's actually <laughs> what's in. <laughs> so this guy's getting double doses. So it's fair to say that Vape Bro is your asshole of the week. When mm. when you're not being conscious. Of where you're, I have no problem with you vaping. You want to vape till your lungs are made of popcorn? All for you. Like I'm, I'm happy for you. Just like that is one thing that I gotta be like. If you're indoors, like turn around, like don't just billow it in someone's face. Yeah, like indoors, <laughs> Costco, whatever, you know, movie theater. Maybe just look yeah, around. Movie you. theaters, dude. Who's do, like people do it in movie theaters all the time? Yeah. It's like, like I don't want to actually leave, but I still need my buzz. That's why I don't like my like cigarettes. I'm like I'd like make that conscientious decision. Like, is it worth it going outside and actually? But what a like, double standard there is there. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking madness. Q, who you got? I gotta go with Kyle Rittenhouse. Um, oh boy. Look, I, whatever your opinion on the kid is, that's it's all well and fine. Um, some people have been supportive. Some people have been negative. Um, Actually, he 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 went on the Charlie Kirk. Sh- <laughs> he went on the Charlie Kirk show and and pretended it like he was a fucking five star recruit. You know, picking his college and he uh, he put on a t- he put on a Texas A and M own fucking world. 
<laughs> but it's like, but it's really the people that like allowed him to be this way. It's just insane. Like, listen again. Like I said, if you if you ultimately don't think he should have went to jail. jail, that's yeah, I I agree with you. Um, the thing is though, like, there's a big difference between like, okay, I don't think he should be in jail, and I'm gonna bring him on my show and market him like he's a fucking superstar. Um, exactly. he. <laughs> He put on the Texas A and M hat. No, it's like he's like he's the one embracing it too. You just, just, oh yeah, like that. Oh, he lost that shit. He's, he's eating that's it what I'm up. I'm saying like, like that's why it's like it's like yeah, yeah. yeah he's he's eating it up like crazy. And uh, so he put a Texas A and M hat on and said he was going there. Texas A and M came out and said he will not be attending the school. Um, mainly not because like they were like they were saying like he like never applied. And but now authorizing his way in. Now he's apparently going to a. Uh, Blinn College. It's a junior um, college in Texas. It is a junior college in Texas. It's kind of like a start. And apparently they've come out and said he hasn't been accepted yet either. So he's just saying shit at this point, making himself look like an idiot, which is pretty normal for him. So, yeah. I think, okay, I'm going to say that this is actually a bit of a chess move, probably not on his part, but by on like like his lawyers or legal teams part because by saying he can't get into these colleges he's gonna say that he was defamed because I, he's so fucking smoke screens about that shit for a couple days now that johnny depp got his, his it is so funny you said that gato because that literally the thing that crossed my eye my head was that he's like his name is dropped a little bit like he's not he doesn't have the juice that he had a while back and now he's like just preemptively saying, I'm going to Texas AM. And they're like, Yeah, you never applied. And now he can be like, see, they're canceling me. Uh, I gotta go on, I gotta go on fucking Tucker Carlson now. I gotta go on all Reputation the other shows and get, get another 15 minutes of fame. So it, it very much seems like it's like a chess move. So I have two thoughts about this. One, he did the same thing for Arizona State, where apparently yeah, he was he said that a while to back. go there. And Arizona State was like, he's not even enrolled here. Right. And they the said other, everyone. The other thing is, too, is it's interesting that he does this now where there is still a large, a greater conversation about gun violence in this country. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering if he's possibly overplaying his hand, where it's like you do realize this state just dealt with one of like the worst public shootings in history in Texas. You know what's going to be funny about him in about two years from now? He's going to be probably doing like cameos and like really sad stuff because. <laughs> hey, your he, grandma. He, he doesn't Grandma's have. Sick. Some Sorry. of these guys, some of these guys have like really good charisma and are like able to like build because like he's got an opportunity to like build a, a, a like a, a chamber in right in right wing talk radio and shit. But he doesn't have. Oh he's God. not. He's not. Doesn't have any charisma. He, he's not entertaining. <laughs> No, he he's honestly they're giving him endless opportunities and he's doing absolutely. They're, they're trying to that. rush Limbaugh him, and it's just not. They're working. trying to make him. They're, I'm telling you, they're trying to make him like a a senator eventually, but he's just so boring that like he he literally is gonna squander every opportunity he gets. So he's not even good at being. He's already a piece of shit. He's not even good at like being like entertaining at least. I mean, to Tom's point too, he like Tom, you're making a good point. Like we're we're not talking about someone that has like ideal like decision making skills per se, right? Like his Clearly decisions not. are kind of questionable. Not many of us out there 
are willing to ask mommy to drive us across state lines four hours away to defend used car lots <laughs> protests. You know what I mean? I would I would also add too that by him, if Q, what you're saying is true, that they're going to use this to say that he's not given a fair shake. This is the exact same reason why people argue against affirmative action, that you're basically mm -hmm. cutting the line. And by doing this, you are trying to cut the line, even though you didn't do the basic fundamental thing you're fucking supposed to, which was fill out the application, put yeah. a couple of sentences together, yeah. and don't put your application in your color guard package and mail. <laughs> <laughs> Although yeah. he might have. He might have done it. You know, you know I, I, will, I will give him an opportunity here in one sense, and that's that maybe the admissions board just happened to not see it. It might have just fallen into the garbage can. Um, but I don't think that's what the case is. I think it's just the boy who cried canceled me. And, you know, that's... Well, they, they put out... given a fair shake like everybody else and fail out on his own. <laughs> They, he, well, like, they put out a grade? statement. They put out a statement and said it was pretty much plainly that he has not been admitted as a student. Um, so it's like it, it was not like political purposes. There was no grandstanding in it. It was merely just like he's not. He has not been like admitted to the school. Well, I I love this too because this is like part of that whole like conservative privatized education like exclusivity access type thing going on that like. Even if, even if he was to apply or whatever, he still has a million reasons why he might not get in, and that's kind of like the school's, you know, has that prerogative. They're allowed to make that decision too, as long as it's fair and equal, right? You know, which I'm sure there's going to be lots of other students that are out there that are more worthy of um, an acceptance decision. That's that's the other thing too. And, and this kid, this kid just is just saying shit at this point because you're right, Tom. He did say the Arizona State thing a while back. He said he wanted to be a nurse, and now he's saying that he wants to be a pilot. So I'm like, he sounds like a five year old. Like I want to be a police officer when I grow up, and it's like just fucking like apply to the school, dummy. Well, it, it really does sound like the next thing he's going to say is I want to run for Congress, and he's going to win by forty points probably. It's the only way I can enact change, which is in Congress. Yeah, that's a scary world scenario. If that happens, I'm moving to wherever it is, and I'm going to run against him. And call him. <laughs> I will run against him. I might lose. I might get my ass kicked. But he he, he said uh, the other day on Tucker Carlson that it was probably not the best quote, probably not the best idea that he traveled to Kenosha that night. Yeah, you fucking think, fucking idiots. Anyway, that's my guy. So it's probably not even in his top ten most regrettable moments in his life. That's the fucked up thing. Also, yeah. why are they talking about college and Charlie Kirk's show? Like, uh, dude, look up the video. He he does the thing where it's like you know those like high school recruits. They have the, the they have the like the hats sitting there, and like they go they reach for the Alabama one. Oh no, got the LSU one. Like he he pulled it out and he was like, "I'm going to the University of Texas A&M," and it's like. Bro, you're not a fucking like football recruit. Like you're you're due to shot somebody. Yeah. You shot and killed two yeah. people. 
They should have did it like the LeBron decision. Remember, remember yeah. when it was like two and a half hours of. Well, I'm sure it was on <laughs> TurningPointUSA.com, but no one fucking watched it or whatever their streaming platform is now. Charlie Brown's um, such a goon. Harlan. Yeah, famously never went to college and makes that known to everybody. And now they're getting all jammed up about this kid not going to fucking college. But yeah, I'll move on. The world um, is weird. Conversely, um, my asshole of the week is. Joe Biden. And yep. the reason why I have selected Joe Biden, and I would loop in a number of his administration as well, is because they can't fucking figure out what they want to do. Um, a lot of the problems that have kind of circulated, whether it's inflation, rising gas prices, all of these things, they've known about them for months and they have not been able to address them. Recently, he came out and said, these are the things that we want to end gun violence in America. It's a very extensive list, including like a number of things that are just absolute, not even like non-starting points for Republicans. And Chris Murphy is the one who's supposed to be spearheading this bipartisan like working group. And he said a very different, he had a very different like outline of things that they wanted to get done. And it just seems like it's either completely off the mark of any other policy decisions they want to make, or they're like four months late to every single party. And I get you want to be thorough and thoughtful about what policy you want, but it just feels like everything right now in his administration is super reactive. And he didn't want to do anything with gun control because he said, it's not my place to do it. I'm gonna let Congress do it. And now they're demanding like this very extensive list of things where he just said, like, I don't think we're going to get any of these. Like, why the fuck are you saying this then? He he seems very weak because he he's saying that there's nothing he can do. And that's not exactly true. If you remember the Nixon shock in 1971, he he did a bunch of things through executive order to fight inflation. Mm -hmm. They weren't good things and yeah. didn't work out. But to pretend like you're powerless to do nothing as the president of the United States is, is complete shit. Yeah. The, the one thing that's really plaguing him right now, specifically, besides the inaction that is just fucking disgusting, is that his own team, he's not in control of them. He has, he's, he's not contr controlling his own staff. They're, they're contradicting him. Like he made that statement. It was kind of a gaffe about Russia, mm -hmm. right? And and then his own staff walked it back minutes later. Like I think he was still he was still out there talking. They were already trying to walk it back and 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 do cleanup. And they're saying he got mad because they were walking back too many statements of his. Yeah, well, but like a lot of stupid. He's been making stupid statements. Remember Ultra Maga? I mean, yeah. how can you forget? Because every fucking candidate now is calling themselves Ultra Maga because Maga's not necessarily tied to Trump. It's literally bit. it's literally the deplorable thing all over again. Yeah. You're just giving that you're giving them a marketing tool. Well, the other thing that has frustrated me was when Jamal Khashoggi was murdered and when President Biden um took office, he said we're going to basically make Saudi Arabia pariah state and and punish them for what they did. Now they're going to Saudi Arabia with hat in hand asking yep. them to pump and refine more oil for the US to offset the the oil that was being refined and pumped out of the ground by Russia. And for me, it's just like, are we doing this again? 
is our like energy plan so shitty that we're now asking this country and also Venezuela too, who we had sanctions on for years. We're now asking these two countries to like be our friend again. And we have to make certain promises and guarantees to them. We're basically going to just fight the war in Yemen for them. And also too, like that, that deal with Iran is never going to fucking happen now. I will say, I'm glad to see the Venezuela sanctions end. They were unfair. Yeah. Well, it's it's also because again, remember, sanctions ultimately affect citizens more than they affect rich oligarchs, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, ultimately, the only people that were suffering through those those and and the Venezuelan people, I mean, what they didn't do anything. So, I'm glad they I'm glad they lifted that. I mean, look, I don't like um, what's his name in Venezuela any more than the next person, but them trying to basically circumvent Juan Guido in there and trying to basically just like name him president was, was not right. And uh, punishing the, the Venezuelan people who are already dealing with inflation, probably a hundred times worse than we're dealing with here. So we're like, you can't even buy like a meal there for less than like, probably like, 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 I think like a, I saw like a video, I think like a hot dog, the equivalent of like a hot dog in Venezuela was like 40 American dollars. Yeah. It's insane. Like we complain about the, gas. Well, because the, the inflation was just so ridiculous and the sanctions were making it a million times worse. So, Yeah. So all that to be said, like, it's either taking the wrong position on things or not taking a position at all. But either way, I think it's fair to say, like, specifically with gun control, like Americans are in a position right now where we're willing to talk about something. And I think it's fair to say if, if something is done to maybe move the needle people would be favorable of it because ultimately background checks and safe storage, things like that people are favorable of, and I think they could do it. But if we're going to take like the most extreme measure possible and go that route or do nothing, we're going to end up with do nothing. Joe, Joe man. We're going to end up with do nothing. Yeah. Joe man. Joe Manchin the other day signaled that he might be like, he, he, he had said that he didn't, he doesn't see the need for AR 15s, which is like a, like a, kind of him cloaking a way to say like he might be open to like banning them right because like um, again he didn't say that but at least it leaves a door open for it Mm -hmm. and like if he's willing to play ball on that then you you almost have your majority at that point that you need to pass something and again they're gonna waver they're gonna waver around and they're gonna get slaughtered i mean the fact that he said that the fact that he said that meant that they're trying to do some research data to decide what what way to take that He's that's at least exactly putting it out. He's is. yeah. Nobody says anything for no reason. Right. So like, he's at least putting it out there that he seems like he might play ball on legislation. But again, like I don't see any urgency uh, by the Democrats. They think they have unlimited time and <laughs> November will be here before we know it. <laughs> Winter is coming, my friend. They don't. Connor, what you got? Well, whatever. It's planet fitness. Um, oh, that's a good roast one. them, roast uh, them. That's a good one. It's just, it's just the fact that it's the second. You know, like they for the whole, the whole summer they let teens in for free, and it is just the fucking worst nightmare for the normal person trying to go to the gym. Uh, and then you just so run into these gaggles of just teenagers <laughs> just just hanging out there. I will say, I've gone to Planet Fitness a bunch recently, and it's been an awful experience because I like they have like the one I go to is kind of small and it's, it's cause it's right near my nearby my place. There's, there's only about like four benches. I have not gone in there once recently and there's, they've all, they've all been taken. 
literally everything every station is taken and it's like i don't even know what the fucking point of coming here at this point it's just i get it's a good idea but it's like it's it's having like unruly consequences i'm so. it's just unruly yeah it's uh, i know it's like it sucks it's only gonna be like, you know, a month or two but i mean it's already like what, what, you're already the cheapest gym hugest biggest platform gym out there in the country and then you still gotta try to coax like and give freedom to the what the worst group that majority people hate. Hey, who do you want at the table next to you? A bunch of teenagers? Fuck no, I don't want that. If you're sitting at a restaurant, maybe no. They take so they, long too. They yeah. like hog stations. Oh yeah, no, it's been it's been atrocious. Like I usually I'm usually there for like for like forty five minutes if I can do it. But averaging now, probably like an hour and a half. It's like, yeah, double my time. Glad like, to do teach it. them gym etiquette. Like the next generation of gym goers. It's Planet Fitness and no one gives a <laughs> shit there. It's because basically... it's $10 a month and these motherfuckers are getting free. This is fair. This is fair. They are off the grid, Gatto. Well, that's I, I'm, just, I'm more worried they're going to hurt themselves. Yeah, I agree. And they could get in the way of other people actually trying to do some serious lifting um, and, and potentially. But yeah, um, so which I've seen. I, I definitely, I, I, but I'm not going to go up to them. I'm not, that's not my style. I can't even go up to women at the gym. No, no, no. I mean, no, I, no, I, no. well, now because it's club <laughs> fitness, it's not planet fitness anymore. It's club exactly. fitness. But that's, that's what it's kind of turned to. Um, Wasn't that like way. a crappy cologne for a while? Club fitness. Oh, I thought you were saying. I thought, I thought maybe they tried to pilot that and come to Planet <laughs> Fitness at night for Domino's and workout. <laughs> We've uh, paired up with the local roller rink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jazzercise. Oh yeah. <laughs> Give me some jazz. You know what? Bringing maybe that back. Why won't that come back? Yeah, for the Peloton summer. should have some jazzercise instructors. Yeah, they got to diversify their portfolio, right? Seriously. <laughs> yeah, Seriously. no one's buying their fucking bikes anymore. So, or treadmills, or treadmills, <laughs> or anything. Uh, picks of the week now. <laughs> Let's do picks of the week. Uh, Connor, oh, we we left off with you, so my, let's start yeah. with you. It was on my laptop, but I do. Recall. By the way, your laptop's battery's dead. <laughs> yeah. And it'll take two days to charge. <laughs> That's a serious battery. It is so dead. <laughs> it, is so dead. <laughs> it is. It is like literally just like I don't know if you. If this battery soul has left the building. You see South Park or watch South Park? Not anymore. Anyone? Not anyone. It's an old episode. It's like when they're making fun of PETA, um, and like the guy, like one of the guys that worked for PETA. He, you know, he, they, they love animals, so he had sex with. An ostrich, I think. Um, and the baby was just, just, just like, it's all like, this is our child. And it's like, kill me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, what was I talking about? Um, oh, yeah, it's my battery. That's what it's saying. Um, but no, my pick of the week um, is they just announced um, a release, I don't know, it could be new you, for um, Neil Gaiman's uh, The Sandman on Netflix is coming August 5th. Mm, um, right. Which is an incredibly acclaimed graphic novel um, that they're turning into a series. 
Um, and I am a huge fan of Neil Gaiman. I've read a lot of his books um, and the graphic novels, and I'm very excited for that. Um, in addition to that, what I kind of mentioned earlier, piggyback on that, um, another movie that I'm actually excited to go see in theaters is uh, Thor, uh, Love and Thunder. Um, because I've been really enjoying uh, Taika Waititi's um, direction um, and all the movies and stuff he's been making. Um, which was even something on HBO Max he kind of helped do. It was like a, like a comedy pirate show. Or yeah, something. it's called uh, This Flag Means Death. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think I just started watching that the other day. I was like, it, it was just, I was, couldn't stop laughing. It's pretty amazing that, like, you know, if you've seen Thor 1 and 2, they were pretty dull movies and just kind of boring. And then, like, yeah, Ragnarok, which was uh, Taika Waititi, it's, like, really funny and really entertaining. Yeah. And, like, really embraced, like, the funny elements of it and and allowed uh, Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth is actually a pretty good comedic actor as well. He's very funny. Yeah, so, like, allowed kind of of unleashed. He's got a nice deadpan about him. He's incorrigible. Yeah. 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 It's good. I'm super yeah. excited for, 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 for that. Um, so that's like that. Well, that might bring me to actually go back to the theaters and uh, and go see that. Um, so yeah, let's see. Yeah, Neil Gaiman's uh, Sandman and uh, yeah, Taika Waititi's new movie coming up. I gotta say, man, like I wanted more of American Gods. I I like I like Neil like American like Gods is great. Um, yeah. yeah. Some of the, some of the stuff like that's just it's um yeah I wish same thing like the, some of his problems with his books is that there's just so much in them yeah and so much detail that like a movie doesn't suffice and then like all right so but now that these like mini series and series are like taken off where you can have like maybe two three seasons um and you can stretch out like a book or um like a graphic novel over said time where it doesn't need to be. You know, and you could have like, you know, 10, 30 minute episodes or, you know, 20, 30 minute episodes. That would be it for that, which is really cool. I think it's a very interesting avenue that's something that can be taken now. I think it's showing how, how like movies can somehow be flawed because when you have a series, it really does allow you to really go in depth in character development. And you're not, you're not bound by a two hour time limit to where you have to like get everything in there. And uh, yeah, I'll give you a childish example is um, uh, Lemony Snicket, a series for inf- of unfortunate events. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 13 books. Right. Um, and the Jim Carrey version, which I think it came out in like early 2000s. It was you know, an exactly. hour and a half, an hour and a half long, an hour and 40 minutes long. They crammed 13 books into yeah. an hour and a half. Just rushing. Yeah. And they read the Netflix and the, the author redid it and made it a Netflix series and it's three or like two and a half seasons. But each book is broken down into two one hour episodes. So essentially each book is given its own movie. Um, and it's just well done. And Neil Patrick Harris plays kind of off and he there's Patrick Walbarton's in it. There's so many head um, big heads Bloody. in it. Um, yeah, dude, he does a great job. Um, feels like feels like an Arby's name, it, and it's yeah, it's it's you know, it's very you know, it's a children's book, but they bring some adult and you know, modern comedy to it since they redid it, you know, for um, you know, for Netflix. For um, and yeah, it's a childish, you know, child movie, but or child show, but it's I, I love it. It's 
for very, a children's, uh, for a children's book, man. Like it's it's a pretty dark children's book. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> like I, mean, I, I watched Neil, Neil Gaiman's <laughs> Coraline. That's even yeah. I think that's even oh yeah. Well, yeah. Um, that's like one of my other favorite movies. Um, so, yeah, I love even the book is great. Um, Coraline, but yeah, it's it's it is very dark and sad. And <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's very, it's very intriguing. They did it. They did a well adaptation for it. Um, but yeah, just like showcasing that, like yeah, if, like if you know certain books or series are given their proper, uh, you know, time slotted. Yeah, like if you you know don't try to like rush something, which I think uh, Neil Gaiman has been super um, keen on, especially with with the, the Sandman, because that's like one of his one of his like pet baby projects for a long time so i'm super excited for that nice i was gonna say too it's it's nice when extensive universes get their opportunity to shine but very often what we see is there's like a heavy pair down that's stripped down to like two hours or you get a situation like the hobbit where it's one book that's 250 pages long and they make three movies out of it so they have to create content for it yeah, which was even worse. Yeah, so it's nice to see even like maybe not well-known things, but they do have a strong like following of fans. Be Like someone has the vision to say like, this would be great to be a series and let's just see where it goes right. and we can explore and we could do a bunch of cool things yeah. instead of... There are some people willing to, to wait and not being like, oh, you know, here's a check for $1 million for your book. We're going to turn into this this yeah shit movie maybe well not, not not initially but you know it turned out shitty sorry yeah sorry about you <laughs> so, uh, sorry we ruined but... what you didn't do you didn't envision this because the director did <laughs> <laughs> oh man um so my pick of the week is actually a danish film um it was on netflix it's titled on netflix as the bombardment but the be- the the danish title is the shadow in my eye and the film takes place in 1945 and um, focuses on operation Carthage, which was the Royal air force's attempt to bomb a German SS building in Copenhagen. Um, Long story short, they get their directions confused and they bomb a children's school instead. Not good. Not good. Not ideal. Um, but honestly, I was I was watching it and it's, Dutch kids. it's an incredibly fascinating film because you have a number of points of view. You have the RAF pilots who flew the mission. You have the parents of the children. You have Danish underground prisoners who are in that building. You also have folks from the monastery as well who ran the school. And the last 45 minutes of it is just so well done and so well, it captures such like an immersive environment. And it, the film gave me chills because at the end, you're just seeing it through the eyes of these children who don't understand what happened. 125 total civilians were killed in the bombing of Copenhagen, 86 children and 18 adults in the school. Again, it's called The Shadow in My Eye, but on Netflix, it's called The Bombardment. Give it a give it a watch. Um, yeah, that sounds it, really cool. It was it was really good. Uh, I mean, Q, let's go with you. Yeah, so I finally caught up on uh, Better Call Saul. 
Um, if oh, you shit. are not watching Better Call Saul, <laughs> you really need to. Um, especially if you're, if like, I, I think it's something that you can watch even if you're don't want if you haven't watched Breaking Bad. And I'm gonna have oh, a controversial yeah. opinion. I actually think it's functionally a better show than Breaking Bad. Interesting. It's it's very dialogue driven. It's very story driven. Very character driven. And uh, the, this 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 is the final season. They split it up in two parts. Of course, they left it on a ginormous cliffhanger. Um, it doesn't come back till July 11th. Um, but I recommend definitely uh, I, once it's over. If you've not watched it, I would actually probably watch uh, Better Call Saul first and then watch Breaking Bad. Uh, if you've never consumed them before, um, it, really really interesting. But like Bob Odenkirk, who plays uh, you know, Jimmy McGill, aka Mr. Saul. Show. He's so fucking incredible. Um, He's great. Yeah, he really brings depth to the character in a way that, like, I never really imagined. Because if you watch Breaking Bad, the character in that show is so different than the character in Better Call Saul. You realize it's, like, really, it's a persona he's playing. Every year, it seems it gets better, too. So I definitely recommend, if you haven't watched it yet, the first five seasons are on Netflix. Breaking Bad's on Netflix. Give it a watch. Sick. Very cool. Got it. What you got? My pick of the week hasn't come out yet. It will be coming out on the eighth, so two days from now. And I'm pretty excited for this new one coming out on Netflix. I, I wouldn't call it excited. I'm intri- interested. I'm intrigued in this one coming out. It's called Keep Sweet, Pray and Obey, and it's a series which is cool because I, I like a couple episodes with these docs. Sometimes there's a lot to unpack in like oh, just boy. an hour, 40 minutes. It's about the fundamentalist church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints um, and the self-proclaimed prophet Warren Jeffs. This is like one of the most sinister cults, I think, in American history. And... I can only imagine because Netflix does not disappoint when they make crime docs um, that this one will be devastatingly brutal and interesting and it will have me on the edge of my seat. So nice. Do they go into the secret? Oh, what is it? The nighttime pajamas that they wear? The secret pajamas that they wear? <laughs> is Mitt Romney <laughs> in the documentary? <laughs> That's like one of the first things you hear. <laughs> Is Mitt Romney in the documentary? Um, I cannot confirm nor deny. I just watched the trailer and did a little reading up on it. Um, But it sounds like he had essentially turned this, his, his congregation, his, his family basically into um, sex slaves. And and in no relation to uh, under the banner of heaven, right? Which not is also I, another LDS thing too. Not that I I know. I mean, it's funny because I was bashing Mormons last week. Like I had a bunch of jokes about Mormons um, doing some weird shit out there in Utah, man. Like there's not a whole lot to do, so it makes sense. Yeah, exactly. It's just Rocky Mountains. And shit. It was it was one of the biggest polygamy, um, like cults of the. Uh, of of the Mormon religion too. Yeah, man, big love. <laughs> Extremely big, profitable love, apparently. Cool, man. 
Very I don't sick. know if it's so cool. Very cool. Very, very cool. not legal. Very cool. Very, very cool. I, I got. I got very one that's more, a bit more. Very cool. Very legal. Connor, thank you so much for coming on, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, appreciate you. Yeah, thanks. Did you have a good time. Me. I did. Yeah, anytime uh, you, you need a guest or whenever it cycles back, uh, I love to come come and discuss anything and nothing. I think we should do an episode where we all just get ridiculously hammered and do it just re- just record just record and see what happens. Yeah. Oh, bring um, some gin. I, I, an honorable mention. Oh yeah, I'll do that. Um, to my, my backup pick of the week was actually um, a video game uh, called The Quarry that's coming out on the tenth. Interesting. Um, and it's a it's a it's a survival horror game that you actually play. You can play with a bunch of friends. You can never um, go wrong with survival horror. Like Left for Dead. Yeah. Um, kind of. There's a game that he, the same developers did. It's called Until Dawn. Um, essentially, like you you play as like several characters, and the choices you make, you, you know, you try to keep everyone alive. But it's it's very. Um, like they do real faces. I, I forget. Oh, David Arquette's in this. Dave, oh, I was about to say the main I, guy to, that does it. Bastard. I thought you were gonna. Uh, I thought you were explaining <laughs> the premise of uh, Sunlight with Vigo Mortensen. <laughs> God. <laughs> I was like, perfect. It all tied in. So yeah. So the quarry takes place in, in upstate New York, um, and like an outdoor wilderness thing. And you, there's like six, you know couple you know the teenage teenage thing and you know there's like eight or 12 i think you can play with up to eight people online um and it's That's supposed to be what? just a super like spider web you know uh, multiple endings and possibilities like infinite almost not infinitely i don't know if i say that um but definitely you know where you can replay it and have a lot of fun with it um so i'm, I'm really excited to try that game out i'm not sure it might be a playstation exclusive um it's on xbox one but it's on xbox as well mm-hmm. awesome so hope i hope oh, oh, man i really wish they would fix or just really allow cross play um which is very upsetting you gotta you gotta but, pay extra for that bro yeah always <laughs> you gotta ask yeah. <laughs> cross play Oof. fucking cjs <laughs> <laughs> So oh. on OnlyFans. Well, I'm gonna. I am certainly gonna check out the quarry, and maybe we can cross play together. Who knows? Um, yeah, I'd love that. But Connor, thank you again for jumping on with us. Um, we'll have you back on soon. That Jesus, does it. Yeah. That does it for the Second Mouth Podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. Um, this show could not be possible without the people who listen and the people who give us likes shout out to the people in Germany, Russia, and Canada that listen for some reason. Cause they probably thought it was like a news show. Oh, Deutschland. Huh? Yeah. Hello, <laughs> um, my Junge. If, <laughs> if you have picks of the week, assholes of the week, or you just want to give us your thoughts or maybe even join in with more likely, less likely, do us a favor and message us on Twitter. Message us on Instagram. You can find us on all the major streaming platforms. But more importantly, give us a like and a re- give us five stars in review on all your favorite streaming platforms. Again, shout out to my Apple people because they're out there crushing it. Um, and that does it. And we will see you all next week. See ya. Bye. Bye. Okay, let's get me a rhythm.
then he says, and I'm not kidding you, he goes, now clap. Please clap. Just clap for that, you stupid bastard. I need applause to live. Jokes, Mr. Jokey. Joke maker. <laughs>